Are you an ambitious, driven entrepreneur starting to feel overwhelmed, maybe a little trapped by your business? Well, I have a solution for you. It is the five-day bottleneck to breakthrough challenge, where in an hour a day, we will give you the roadmap, the blueprint, the treasure map to where you can find yourself with more free time, more freedom of money, and a more valuable business. Hope to see you soon www.bottlenecktobreakthrough.com. That's what I want for others is to just know who you are, to mm -hmm. feel strength in that, to cast away the shame that you might feel and to, and to move ahead and focus on solutions and, and success. You know? This is The Real Bottom Line where we tell entrepreneurial stories about true grit and perseverance from frontline business owners themselves. Now, let's get started. Good morning and welcome to The Real Bottom Line. Today, my guest is Christina Forgeron, a family bolster. Welcome, Christina. Thanks for having me, Wendy. Thank, uh, thank you for coming. I was really intrigued by your statement on your uh, LinkedIn profile. It says, creating independent, resilient learners at home, at school, and for life. Maybe you could tell me a bit more about what Bolster is, what that, what that statement means to you, and just start us on understanding what you're up to these days. Oh, okay. So, so um, it's a great question. Bolster Family Educational Support. Um, I, I guess you, in life, you can't ask much more than to find the thing that you are, that comes so incredibly naturally that you, your eyes are closed as you do it. And you feel like you're an open vessel and something's coming through. And for me, that, that, that thing is, is talking with kids and uh, cutting through the noise of what is stressing them out and focusing on um, uh, naming their obstacles and helping them to find solutions. And, and it's, not a, it's not a new or groundbreaking uh, approach, but it is just the thing that I'm really good at. And with the encouragement of my husband, I, I started this business. Uh, I've been teaching over 25 years and, um, and recently came back from the Middle East after 13 years. and, and was was reticent to engage in public schools again mm -hmm. uh so i was looking for options and this this is what i decided to do but to get there like any small business owner you need to know your why and yeah. that's alluding to the book that will that sort of changed me but knowing my why was was certainly going back and just figuring out what is it what is what is my gift because i think we all have at least one. Um, and how do I, how do I turn that into what I can do every day? When did you know what your gift was? Uh, you know, I think, I think like a lot of people, I would, I would definitely have moments again, like I just described where, where I'm in the classroom and it's just, it's just time passes, time passes in a heartbeat. And, and you're just, you're just like, like, this is so, I'm not even aware of what I'm doing. It's so effortless. And that's the combination of, of time and experience and education. And it all sort of comes together magically. And, um, 
and so I've had I've had those moments throughout my career, but I, but I guess <clears throat> with Bolster, I oh gosh, it was just going back, looking looking at childhood photos of myself and looking at um, listening to stories of my parents and and just really doing that work to figure out and define and name what I love and what I'm passionate about. Yeah, it's almost always on the on the upgrades. And so to actually focus in and be able to, to define it, I think is hard for people. So that's interesting hearing your process about how you did that. Yeah. I, and I, I think, think was, that's at the core of what of what I do in Bolster is is identity work. It's it's um, naming it. Name it. As soon as you name it, it, it doesn't really have power anymore or it has it has immense power one or the other. But you name it and then and then it becomes clear. So do you say, think you do any of that work with the kids you work with and the families you work with? Is that when you're identifying stuff? Is that some of the work you do there? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I I think about a client that I have this morning coming up and um, they hired me because um, mom and dad are putting way too much energy into homework with, with their son. And it's work for them and they're doing a lot of it. And they're, they're frustrated by his, by his lack of initiative. And so they hired me and in in talking with him, um, you know, it's about connection as well. And so that takes time to just build that connection and build the trust with, with another little human being. But it is, it is about what do you want? What, what do you want? Does this feel good? Does, is this the way you see things going? Does it, mm-hmm. does it feel good? Who do you want to be? Do you want to be that guy that has to have everybody pushing you along? And then, you know, it, it's guiding somebody to define what they want. And uh, it's powerful because it changes in an instant. You like, it, you know, it, it's not like I have that. I think it's the, the power of just communicating and naming it causes it to change. So so that he's come a long way. So he, he's now doing his own homework. <laughs> there, there's a whole bunch of wins going on there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's incredible. Yeah. So when you think about what you're on right now, what would be your big, hairy, audacious goal for yourself and your business? Uh, well, I, it's my, I guess it would be the vision of my business. And that is to, I have to read it because I want to make sure we carefully craft our words, don't we? When we have a business and we, and every word is important. Yes. And so yes. I want to get it right. I haven't memorized it yet. Um, to live in a world of empowered, self-actualized, resilient citizens. So that's, that's the vision. And uh, yeah. One family at a time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's um, what I can admire that all. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, um, you, this is not your first venture into uh, self-employment or to own your own business because you did something in the Middle East as well. So when you compare and contrast the two journeys, like the one over there, the one here, um, was there any difference in how you approached building your businesses? Completely. Um, in the Middle East, I'd moved to from Kuwait, where I was the vice principal of, of quite a big um, American school, private school there. Um, my husband got a job in Saudi Arabia. So we moved to Saudi Arabia and I had just had a baby. And again, it was that moment of, do I go back into the school system? 
Uh, but what happened was a need percolated to the surface. Um, there were children who were not permitted into the private school system because they had special needs and their parents were there with their children in the Middle East and had no options. Hmm. And it's not always clear before you arrive in countries that that's the way your educational journey will go, but that's the way it went for, for these parents. So I, that business began out of a need, meeting a need in the community. Right. And it, it was a no brainer. There was no defining my values. There was nothing. It was just hit the ground running and get these kids design programs for them and, and make it, make it meaningful. But when I came here, it was a very different journey because you're relying on income and you, you have to make the need. And right. you, you know, yeah, I mean, you have to know what the need is, but you also have to, uh, you know, sort of alert people that they do need this. And so it's a different approach altogether. Hmm. Yeah. What has it been your biggest win so far with Bolster? Oh, well, I am, I'm kind of an open book and I, I don't, I don't want to create any discomfort by saying this, but, but to get right down to the heart of that, it would be overcoming shame mm. and, and overcoming things that I feel I don't do well. Um, managing time, you know, managing my desktop and all that negative language that can stop you from, you know, grabbing a hold of your opportunities it just it stunts you so yeah. that was a journey yeah how, how, what was the first step on that journey for you like was it like once naming you recognized it. yes and named it then what did you do talked 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 and, and that's not for everybody but for me yeah I had to throw it I had to give it away and I had to say it to people to people, <laughs> whether they wanted to receive my story or not, uh, it was a bit, you know, uh, yeah, I don't think I was neurotic, but, but at the same time, I, you know, certainly my husband and, and the people who are close to me, I had to address the negative voices in my head that came from people from my past mm. and, uh, and, and, and listen to them and honor them because the, their frustrations are real, um, but also honor myself. And yeah, so it's a, it's a delicate balance. <laughs> I feel like um, when we look back at the messages in our head from past, well, all well-intentioned or whether we even knew we were receiving the message, that sometimes there's good to those messages. And so, you know, the work you did, you have to find the good and then figure out what isn't serving you and kind of chuck it away. How do you keep them from coming back? Do I don't you think you do. Uh, personally, I, 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 I don't think you do. I think, I think you just, you just, they're less important because other things are superseding their importance. Mm -hmm. um, so your, your, whether it be your busyness or the next project. So if you can break through to get that first initial kind of, here's what I'm creating. Oh, take advantage of that steam, move forward, right. and the voices will matter less because you're devoted. And as you keep doing and you pile up win and a win and a win, then they can you can negate them, I guess, a little bit more. I guess so. But, you know, I liked what you said about, about uh, um, you know, you do, there, is, there is a fragment of information in there that is worth listening to. Mm -hmm. 
And so I, I don't know about negating as much as just putting them in their place in your story. I like right? that. And these are important. On your journey, what has been your hardest lesson so far? Gosh, um, yeah, I think it's management of myself and my time and my brain. Yeah. I, I think that's it because you are, especially in COVID, we're, we're alone in our homes. We have day after day after day ahead of us that require structure and focus. And I, I have attention deficit disorder and, and um, I, I, that, that is my nightmare because everything is a 10. And <laughs> there's lots of little red lights in the house and, you know, and I'm a, a mom and I want to tend my home at, and work. Yeah. And so finding the focus. So that has been, I think, my biggest challenge and my biggest success. I'll anticipate your next question and <laughs> tell you. <the> best. <laughs> well, I guess I'll, I would also like just because I think there's a lot of people <laughs> in entrepreneurship that are either full full ADHD or they have a little bit of it. And I think it's it, what can, contributes to the success and sometimes can help make the journey a little harder. So if you think about the structures you've built, how did you build them? How did you figure out, I need to do it this way? Like, what is the journey you took to go, I'm gonna make this like this so I can focus here, et cetera. Like, what, was the things, what were the things you did? Gosh, I think I gave up the fact that I needed that intense structure. I, I think I took the pressure off. Okay. I think that was the biggest piece is that I, it doesn't have to be perfect because uh, with attention deficit disorder, and I just think with an entrepreneurial mindset, we put pressure on ourselves and it comes from all kinds of different areas and the financial need and all of it. And I think to, again, remove the noise, focus on, on what you want, and allow yourself to move within your day focused on the bigger goal. And, and I think that's what, I think that's the biggest thing that I did was removing pressure. So keeping one goal front of mind is, is one of the things I'm taking away here. So do you post sticky notes about that? Do you write it down somewhere? Do you every morning go, this is my goal today? Okay, let me, let me, let me grab this book. This book. This book was very helpful. I, I researched the heck out of systems mm -hmm. because that's what I thought I needed. And once I finished my research on systems, what I was left with was bits and pieces, but yep. ultimately a flexible day. And, um, and that serves me. And one of the best books, what is it called? I'm not even, The Pro Productivity Planner. This was at, um, uh, not Coles, Indigo. Is it Indigo? Yeah. And what I loved about it was when you, when you have a job to do, you write that job down and you write in 10 minute increments, little circles in 10 minute increments. So how many of those circles is it going to take you to finish that job? And you start with the ones you don't want to do. Eat so frog first, right? Exactly. So, uh, so uh, you know, let me think of a real I love newsletter. that tool. That's great. It's great. Newsletter should take me 30. You start your timer. Timers are great. I use a timer all day long. Okay. And I, and I turn on the timer and I don't put my head up until the timer goes off. And my productivity went through the roof. 
but I don't start out my day with this rigid schedule at nine o'clock. I'm going to do this. It's more, these are the things I want to accomplish. This is the time it's going to take. And that's, that's, that's a great lesson, Christina. I really appreciate you sharing that part. Um, now, you know, I love the money and the numbers and, and the all the income piece of that. What has been your relationship with numbers and has it changed over your entrepreneurial journey? Sadly, not much. Okay. Um, my relationship with money isn't great. I, I have, you know, through actually working with you, Wendy, um, Black Star Wealth, my husband and I, um, came into you and just to, to sort things out. And uh, we named mm. my fear, which was a fear of being poor. Yeah. And when I named that, and it has a long backstory that I've never even really thought about, but, and it's not important, but, no. but naming it was important. And it allowed me to, to relax, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but I've had that for a long time, that fear of being poor and I've been poor and I've been in debt and I've had, I've had people bail me out and I carry the, I carry the burden of their kindness and generosity, uh, as well as the gift of their kindness and generosity. And, uh, so those are all things that complicate my relationship with money. Um, but as a, as an entrepreneur, sadly, I'm not motivated by money. Mm -hmm. And, and many entrepreneurs, I think, that I've spoken to are. Um, I, so I could, I could be very theoretical and be planning my passion and doing my passion work and generating ideas for a very long time. So I need a kick in the butt sometimes to kind of say, all right, but how are you going to, like, where's the money coming in? And right. so that's why my husband is, is a great balance for that because he is, he does see the money more and it's great. I need that. Yes. Yeah. It's hard, I think, too, to um, attach a value to what you do sometimes because so much of what you do is probably invaluable. Um, when you think about some of the lives you've changed through your work, um, you told us one story. Do you have any other favorite stories about the work you've done with Bolster and families um, that you could share today? Yeah, sure. There's a, there's a simple little story that I, that I love. Uh, a little girl, um, she arrived from Ontario, went into a new school, French immersion. In French immersion in Ontario, they don't do math in French. In Nova Scotia, they do. Okay. So she was encountering really high levels of stress in math. So her mom hired hired me to talk her through that. And, and again, it's naming, naming the problem. And what, what we, when we removed the noise, we found out that she just doesn't know her numbers in French and she would get lost mm -hmm. in her class, understandably so. So <clears throat> what we did right then and there is count to hundred for me and I'm gonna time you in French. So it was three minutes and 14 seconds, great, pie. And so I, then the quest was, right, you've got one week, I'm going to call you in a week, you've got one week to bring that down to two minutes, okay? However, you, you don't need to schedule your practices, do them whenever you want, but in a week, let's bring that down to, to I, I don't know, two minutes and 30 seconds, I think it was. Well, a week later, she was down to under a minute. What? And, and her math improved. And, and so it's just, again, it's just so simple to put your finger on what the problem is and that one thing just made such a such a difference so 
Do you think it has to be an outside like yourself as opposed to a parent? Is it because you have the space and none of the mm -hmm. relationship, you know, paths from uh, being the parent that helps with this, uh, this work you do? It's a great question. I actually have a program called get out for parents called get out of the way. And, and um, I, because I think we do get in the way I do it with my son all the time and I'm learning not to do it. I'm better at teaching other parents. <laughs> I'm abysmal in my own house. Um, but I, you know, Chris will sometimes my husband will look at me and go, you're hovering. So, you know, they need, they want to succeed. Like I, I really believe kids want to succeed. And I don't think all parents believe that. And, and oh. I think, I think that, that I've, definitely encounter parents over the years that he just he just wants to or he you know he, he he doesn't care it's never the case in my experience it's never the case they do care they care immensely so I think parent-child relationships are complicated and I think having a crisp new voice coming in is incredibly helpful mm. uh, I also think that we're clouded as parents and we see the big picture and what I offer is to see an isolated view of just exactly what the problem is without the back history. Right. So, yeah. So I think it is easier to have someone come in, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, if you could go back to when you were starting out, what would be the book or TED talk that something like that, some educational nugget that you've seen since you started working and that would go, oh, that would have made all the difference. Oh, since I've started working. Oh, um, gosh, I, yeah, so my business is very new. It's only a few yeah. months old. Yeah. And I, so I can't actually, I can't say that there is something that would have changed what I've done. But, but I do know that Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, yes, was the thing that made it all very clear for me. So thankfully, I found that before I started. <laughs> It is a great book. It is. Um, and I think that people sometimes forget the why and how to put that together. I think he's very much into identity as well and people being self-actualized. Mm -hmm. And that just that's completely in line with with my mission. That's what I that's what I want for others is to just know who you are, to feel mm -hmm. strength in that, to cast away the shame that you might feel and to, and to move ahead and focus on solutions and, and success, you know? Wow, I just, uh, I love all your messages in terms of understanding yourself and really doing that work has helped you immensely on your journey. And then I'm sure there's some of those tools you use with your clients and that type of stuff. So I really appreciate you uh, being here today, but let's open up. Uh, we have a few guests on the call. Let's see if any of them would like to ask some questions. Um, I, I'll put Melanie on the spot here a little bit just because she is a parent. She's got two young ones. What, what did you take away from today, Melanie? And if you had a question for Christina about the, her work and, or her journey, what would you ask? Um, first, I wanna thank you for doing this work. That is amazing transformative um, work. And I love where you're coming from, um, helping people that exposing shame, naming, and then bringing something in front. Because I think shame, you know, really propels us in the wrong direction and holds us back. And what you said about, um, you know, everyone wants to succeed. 
But then as parents, sometimes we can get the opposite ideas in our head and we start, we start, and then you get a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. We assume that the behavior is because they don't, they don't care. It's never that. <laughs> they always want to please the parents. They always want to do the right thing, but they give up. And a lot of times it's shame. And it might become an impossible journey for them if exactly. you're never pleased, right? <laughs> exactly. And it gets to this negative, self-fulfilling prophecy where you're both kind of reinforcing that same erroneous idea, right? And it's, I just think, I want to thank you for doing this work. I think it's fantastic. So um, I'm curious about your experiences in the education system. If you were to say... Um, did, how much do you think that actually motivated you to do things differently with how you interact and help youth and families? So are you asking how did my work in the public system yes. influence what I'm doing now? Okay, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I, I um, so I, I move, I move mentally and I move physically um, as a teacher. I started in grade two, then two years later, I was grade three, then grade four, grade five, I've moved schools. I, that's, you know, um, I don't always love that quality, but that is what I did. Um, change and experience and just building the repertoire. So what I found a little bit about that is that some of that is about needing to start fresh again with new energy, because what I had trouble with is with my, with my ADD brain is the management of the systems and the day. I found, I found that really hard. And I knew I had a gift for connecting with children. I knew that I could manage a group of 500 kids in a gym, no problem. I get up on a stage, I, I had gifts to connect. I had gifts to connect um, deeply about learning and to turn students into learners. And I was told that again and again, what I didn't have a gift for was all the other stuff <laughs> that you have to do as a teacher. And, and look, no, like I, I would say that probably there wouldn't be a teacher out there that would say that's my favorite part of the job. Of course it isn't. Mm -hmm. um, but I just, I made a choice to focus on the gift. And I still, of course, have to do a little bit of admin to, to support my business. But, um, but for me in the public system, I was, you know, trying to connect with 25 brains in a class and make meaningful difference uh, and, and meaningful learning was really challenging for me and, and is for a lot of educators. And it's the system we have and I support the system because I think, I think um, there is a lot of good. Um, and I choose, in fact, it's one of my beliefs in my business, Melanie, that uh, I am not interested in discussing your, your child's teacher or the school that I work outside of that. So if that is where you want to go, then we will not be working together. So it, it, it is only about your child and maximizing their uh, gifts. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. It's so empowering when you put that, because if you think about it, that it's so empowering for the family. They don't feel like they have to wait for the teacher or wait for the system help their child to navigate that system that's uh, great thank you <laughs> oh you're welcome yeah remedial help takes a long time in the school system but we, we just don't have the resources yeah so yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks melanie that's a great question 
Uh, does, if there's any other questions, just put up your hand or unmute yourself and ask away. Um, I, I just, I find your approach so refreshing, Christina, in terms of how you're looking at the world and, um, and children and education. And I think I, I really, I really like that you're talking about keeping it separate from the teacher and the school itself. Um, and, th and that I think gives a lot less pressure too. And it keeps the drama maybe out, <laughs> so to speak, of that could, could be coming if not done. We could talk for days and days about what doesn't work in public education, but it doesn't get us anywhere. And, and so I think unless you are somebody who wants to sit on a board and make meaningful change and join, join the visionaries mm -hmm. and make that change, then, you know, which is not me, that's not where my strength lies. Um, I will leave that to people who have that gift. For me, I just want to work on the little humans and yeah so when i think about it now i feel like bolster is a vehicle for your gifts to help deliver them to the world and um so you probably you can serve people from all over i would assume do you do it all virtually at this point um oh yeah great question i thank you wendy um it is it transcends geography so yeah so i've already had clients in saudi arabia and um and a client in Ontario. And um, yeah, so it, it, that, that would be the dream is just, just to get my name out and please use me, use me. Uh, it's a little harder to connect with, uh, with kids um, via technology, but mm -hmm. it can be done and, and it works. Just practice, right? I see Robert yeah. has a question, so I'm gonna bring him in now. Go ahead, Robert. Yeah, I think um, you talked about basically, you know, basically working on your strengths and stuff like that. And that's the right way to go away. Eh? Just don't don't worry about all the administrative stuff. And I know you can do a little bit of it, but just keep on doing what you're doing with your strengths, because I, I firmly believe that's what will basically um, get you way more um, attraction in the industry. Because eh? if you get sidelined with with this, that and everything, then, you know, you're going to basically get kind of, you know, basically off the wrong side or go down the wrong path right so just follow your heart with what you want to do and i think i think it'll all work out for you as far as your business goes and the, and the number stuff and all that stuff you can always hire an admin to do that for you right christina right so that's what i would say right you know like get somebody to help you out with that once you make some cash flow just pay somebody to do that don't even worry about that stuff right so but but it is amazing we're talking about children and kids and stuff i think there's a i've seen a um you know my age group basically the um you know i've seen i'm 58 years old and then i see the kids coming up now and, and you know you basically wonder like about about some of the some of the issues that they have today and some of the challenges they have are, are probably the same challenges we had as kids too i think that doesn't change much over time and um but basically getting to the underlying issue and, and removing and allowing them to expand, figure out what their strengths are and work on their strengths is, 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 is wonderful too, right? So good luck. I, I think it's great. So, Thank you, Robert. Thanks, Robert. Kelsey, Thanks. you had a uh, question? Oh, you have to unmute. I don't know. I, did. I, was just, I was saying maybe as I was trying to hit the unmute button, I was hitting it and it wasn't letting me go. Um, thank you. You were talking like, um, see, Melanie has a question there too. So, um, 
when you talked about shame and whatnot, I'm always kind of curious because I know myself and it's there, as Wendy would call it, your self-reference criteria of what you put on yourself. What percentage is you that you had to work through yourself compared to environment um, of others to come to that realization? To give, give shame a name and then uh, put an action plan going forward. What percentage? Like what percentage was you in, upon your own reflection versus your environment of the environment effects? Because I find for myself, I know what the answer is usually for me, but I'm always curious with others. Can you tell me what your answer is? And that'll help me to answer No, that. because that would give you some self-reference criteria. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure I fully understand your question, but I'm going to answer it anyway. And, and I'm going to say that, that um, I think I've been carrying large amounts of shame for a very long time that come mostly from relationships. Um, I don't think of environment as much as I think of relationships and the relationships that are very significant always have a, they're always a double-edged sword for me. Um, and what I'm learning is that to embrace the value of, of the, I'm not going to say negative of the, critical embrace the value of that and move on and uh and that's that's pretty much all i i can say about that it, it never ends it's not over it's uh and i i'm not unique there i think we all have those crappy things that we oh, i did it again you know that i did it again. God, today was a crap day i didn't get one damn thing done you know like those days will happen and it's okay. It's not because of what happened in 1984, and I'm not still that person. I've drawn a line. I am. 84 is the start date. Right. Well, I would say whatever. Uh, yeah, for me, it's I choose not to receive your gift. So you're driving down the road, someone gives you a finger because they're having. It's just like I choose not to receive your gift because you're in a foul mood or whatever. It's not my problem. So that's the double-edged swords, the critical. Yeah, I just choose not to receive it and I move on. So, uh, but so that's... Kelsey, I find that it's never random people like that. It's the people that are maybe in your family or in your, in the people you really care about. Those are the people whose advice or whose words hurt. The random guy on the side of the road or the person I met in passing, they, they have their place and that that's fine. But but it's the, the meaningful people whose relationships are enduring in my life and they're not going anywhere. My question is, <laughs> if, they weren't your if they weren't your family, would you talk to them? And if the answer is no, then you got to pay someone a little bit more an hour than me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's the way I look at it is because there's always, yeah. a, if there's negative or energy vampires on that side, um, that's where it's um, the removal and not receiving gifts and, They'll figure it out. But anyways, I know Millie has a question too, but thank you. That was great because it's the environment relationships and that's kind of always um, interesting what the pieces are to put that together. Yeah. Thanks, Kelsey. Thank you. I do, I do want to add, Melanie, sorry, just before you ask your question, I do, I do want to add that, that uh, you know, um, I value, yeah, the, the, I value my family highly and, and I have some very successful people in my family and I, I just, you know, they're, they're very important. Um, and as an artist it, by nature, 
um, it's, it's difficult, that comparison, I think the work is mine, it's, it's not theirs. The work is actually mine to not feel diminished. And uh, so, so it's not actually targeted at them as much as it's targeted at me to not compare, to be, you know, I, I think that's where the work is. So anyway, footnote. Awesome. Melanie, Sorry, Melanie. you have to unmute yourself. Um, yeah, I almost forgot my question. That was so interesting. The whole conversation <laughs> you tell me. It's like, oh, oh, what's my question? Um, yeah, on the business side of things, you have this passion, you have this big, hairy, audacious goal, which I love. There are others out there, I'm sure you've encountered people with very similar thinking. You meant you alluded to the fact that this isn't a new thing, but you have a gift for it. Do you, are you, to accomplish your big, hairy, audacious goal from a business perspective, do you envision like having a team, having coworkers who are doing the same kind of work? And training people in this work? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I would say one of the one of the biggest wins as well, apart from overcoming shame, was was to identify a community of people that supported my vision and that that shared it. And and I have that, I have those people, they come out of the woodwork, they creep, they creep out and they go, hey, I, I like what you're doing. How can I and that's, that's incredibly rewarding because you, it's so much better to, to undertake a journey with, with a team uh, from my perspective. Um, now, in terms of establishing a business that is, that is layered with employees or with, with people that I'm training, yes, that's the goal. I have an incredible amount of fear about that and, and th the management of that and, and the um, because my, my background is not business and I am an artist in my nature. And, um, so I, I have work to do in that area. Well, you could get an HR person to help you with all of that stuff. And then you could be, you know, the guiding light and the, the trainer. Anyway, I just think with your gift and I know there are people similar would love to learn from you. And then that would really impact but I get the fear I get that oh my goodness you know because you care so much and you understand the impact if things aren't done properly so I can see that there's a lot of thinking and how you would have to do that but yeah and it's always I think with small business it's always that balance gosh I mean we've talked about that with with Neil in the uh, in the morning sessions that we had previously that balance between making just enough money to be able to hire an admin assistant or or an HR person. Um, so until then, you got to do all that stuff. Okay, so it, it's just that. It's just I, I gotta I gotta make some money before I can do that. I'm gonna but to do that, I gotta make some money. Just <laughs> because I'm really keen for your message to get out there. It's great when people know about you, and and I'm sure it's gonna spread word of mouth because you are making real impact. So that's wonderful. Um, but do you ever do like? Uh, free workshops as part of your outreach for people so that just ideas about and little tips for families and stuff like that is that something you're considering doing I've done that uh, yes and, and I want to do a lot more of it I I'm, I love that I'm a Leo I love talking like I, I love it you're very and good I, you're very uh, passionate and you're very clear and you're thoughtful and you're responsive so I just think like those kind of back and forth sessions like this would be should do a lot, a lot of those with all that extra time you have just fit that in 
it's funny because I think that process of defining your services and defining um, your mission and your vision and your beliefs and all of that. I mean, it's not like it comes to an abrupt end. It, 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 it is an evolution which I'm realizing. So I always wait till everything's all in order and that day doesn't actually exist. Uh, so so I, I guess a little bit of that, Melanie, it, one of the gifts that I, another gift I think I have is that I don't mind being vulnerable. I, 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 like I put it out there and I, I, know, I know my challenges and I'm not afraid to say I'm terrified of that. And I recognize that it gets in the way. Um, and so, yeah, um, if you have any suggestions on how to uh, bring my business from my basement, which is where I am right now, I'm in my basement with my whiteboards around and my files behind me and the, the, the mess moved to the side so that I can take some notes if I need to, um, but how to, how to throw that into the world and say, I, I'm here. Um, I'd love to have like another chat. So maybe we can connect. Because I have ideas. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I'm so I, I feel like this has been a very enlightening chat, Christina. And I if you were to if you were to sum up and say what is the real bottom line for you about what you do and your gifts, how would you how would you say that? Identity. I th I think for me, everything comes back to your identity. Everything comes back to knowing who you are. And I guess that's why Simon Sinek's book resonated so much with me because it's not just about my why, mm -hmm. but it's about, it's about knowing how my history informs my future. And yeah, just being true to that. Yeah. Well, Truth. Thank you so much for sharing today, Christina. Um, and so that is the. I got, I got one question, one thing. I want oh, sorry, to Robert, go ahead. Yes. Before you finish off, Wendy, um, somebody in this um, in this group a long time ago put me onto this one book called uh, Profit First by Mike Moatovich. I'm gonna put it in here, yeah. and uh, and it really, Christina, since I re read the book. I've actually hired two people working for me because it's the same thing, working on my own, basically, you know, not, not knowing, basically doing everything myself. And I read this book. I followed the processes of the books in a few short months. I was able to structure my cash flow in such a way that I could hire two people to work for me without any worry at all or impact on whether or not I'm going to be able to pay them or not. It's a very, 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 very good book. It only took me a few months. And, and he's got a whole bunch of books, but this one here is the one I found to be the, the best, the best of his books. I think he's just, I think after a while, he just started writing books because he was popular and he started making a bunch of money on his books, in my opinion, right? But this one, for anybody on this line, if you want to read a book on how to manage your cash flow so that you can grow your business, this is probably the best one I've ever written. So when Revenue Canada comes looking for the money, you can just write them a check. When salaries come out, you can write them a check. When you're get, you want to get paid, you can write yourself a check. And most importantly, over time, your profits will basically outperform your salary immensely. And that's the, that's the idea behind the book, right? It's, it's designed for people like 
for, for, the, for these groups that are, are one, one person um, businesses, I believe it's designed to take it to two, three, four, five, six, ten, the next level of business. Eh? So, I put so it Robert, Robert, I remember uh, about two months before I started my business, which was November, November 2nd, um, 2020, I sat in a cafe, Cafe Lara on Agricola Street with yeah. uh, a guy named Patrick Sweet, who has been a big influence on my business along with Wendy. Um, and he suggested the Simon Sinek book. And I can still smell the coffee in the moment because I, I because it was a boom um, when you described that. And I thought, yep. And so now I'm grateful, Robert, because this is probably the next boom for me is this thing you've just shared because it's exactly what I what I need. And if you, and if you read the book and you find there's something you don't understand about the book, you need some help, just reach out to me. I think we're LinkedIn, I believe, right? You can yes. do some LinkedIn or you can email me or text me or, or whatever you need to do. And I can walk through some of the, some of the, it's a little bit mathy, a little bit mathy, but not really that bad. I mean, you're, 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 you know, you, you should I'm a math be a, teacher. You're, oh, well, there you go, right? You'll be, you'll be able to handle it, no problem at all. It's a math Totally. The formulas are very simple, right? But it, it actually works. It actually, it actually does work. I'm very impressed with the book, right? So, yeah. Okay, thank you for that. I really appreciate that input. Yeah, you're welcome. Boom, boom. Mic drop. <laughs> So thank you again, Christina, for appearing on episode two of The Real Bottom Line. So, so excited. <laughs> yes, that um, that we were, got to spend this time together. So thank you again. And uh, uh, I know you're going to be truly successful and change the world one, one family at a time. Wendy, can I mention something before we go? Yeah. I want to thank you because you were also a mic drop moment. We were sitting in your office at Black Star Wealth. And you gave me two hours of your time in which we discussed how to do this. So from a, from a public servant, educator, to an entrepreneur, you gave me my first, my first pathway, which was how to structure your day as a mom with your values first, with value, what do you value and how to frame your day around that. Mm -hmm. And uh, you helped me come up with my name and all of that. I just want to say thank you so much. And you'd be in good hands, anybody who considers Wendy as a, as a mentor. Thank you for listening to The Real Bottom Line. This show is produced by Black Star Wealth. Executive producer, Wendy Brookhouse. To learn more about the show or to contact us, go to blackstarwealth.com.